Thank you so much for joining the Faith Chapel podcast. Wherever you may be joining us from, we hope that you know that you are loved and that this message encourages you throughout your week. Young boy, I would go to church every once in a while with my grandma and grandfather, and my, I was a pretty active boy, so my grandfather's way of keeping me still during the service was to to have me, uh, would promise me a piece of candy if I sat still, sit still through the entire service. Well, that seemed to work, well, most of the time, but not always. And it kind of reminded me of a six-year-old named Angie, and she was in church with her four-year-old brother, Joel. And as they were sitting in church, to Joel, it just seemed to drag on a little bit. And, and as Joel was sitting there, he got more and more antsy, and he began to talk and sing, and he began to be just restless and be, make a scene. His sister kind of wanted to make sure that he was quiet, and so she, she sat back, and she was like, listen, Joe, you're not supposed to make a scene in church. You're supposed to be quiet. And he said, Mom's not here. Who's going to stop me? Well, she thought for just a second, and she had him look to the back of the room. She said, you see those two men standing there? Well, they're hushers, and they're going to come and take you away. Well, we don't have any hushers in service today or even ushers in service today. And I just want to encourage you, and you probably don't either where you are, but I just want to encourage you to sit down, be in the moment, because I believe that God has something for us today. And if we don't take the time to watch all the way from the front to the beginning, and, or if we get distracted, then we're going to miss maybe something that God has for us. You know, we're finishing up on the series, Kingdom series here, and I want to talk about one last passage of Scripture found in Matthew's Gospel. He was the author of the, of the book of Matthew, and he, the first book of the New Testament, and he's talking about part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, and it reads this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. For those of us who accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the word makes it abundantly clear that we serve a different kingdom, a different kingdom's mindset, a different kingdom rules, that we've been given the keys of the kingdom, that there's a king of this kingdom, his name is Jesus, and that we've been given all power and a dominion, and we've been given everything that we'll need. Everything that we'll ever need is found in this kingdom because God will make it available to us. I don't want you to know it's exciting to be a part of the kingdom of God. It's exciting to, to do that. But we will not be able to unlock all of our potential. We will not be able to unlock everything that we've been designed to do. We will not be able to fulfill the promises of God for our life if we don't, don't become kingdom seekers. This verse makes it incredibly clear for us. In fact, it starts with this. It starts with the word, but... This is important because Jesus has been teaching on the Beatitudes, the subject of prayer and giving and fasting and worrying. And he stops right there in the middle of this discourse and he says this, but this coordinating conjunctions let us know that there's this added emphasis given to what's about to follow. Let me make it a little more simple for you and I today. Suppose you say, I would like to go with you, but I'm practicing self-quarantine. Both are true, but one has added emphasis. What follows that is the added emphasis. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying all these other things are true, but let me first give an added emphasis. Let me first speak to you about something that is of utmost and absolute importance. And the thing that follows is the word desire, seek. And the word seek means this, to search for or desire 
If we're going to tap into everything that God has for us, then we must have an earnest desire to follow God. There must be a longing in our hearts. There has to be something inside of us that is craving the presence of God and the word of God and doing the will of God, just being surrounded by God in our life and keeping him first in our life. There's got to be a desire that we cultivate in us. He said, but this is what's really important that follows. And what is important? That you have an earnest desire to be connected to Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 11 says it this way, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. That's what he's saying. He said, keep your spiritual fervor. Keep your desire. Keep your zeal. Make sure that you're, you have the energy that's there, that spiritual energy that only comes of being connected to the source of life, which is Jesus. The verse continues with that word first. But first, do this. The word first means this. It means putting anything else before anything else or at the beginning. The emphasis is this, in order of importance. He's saying first, before anything else, at the very beginning, in order of importance. He's saying the most important thing that you should desire in your life is God, is seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what is the verse, what is it teaching us? Well, it's teaching us this, that when God is first in our lives, everything else comes into order. Isn't that what it says? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be added to you. All these things will be placed into order. All these things will be added unto you. When we put God first in our lives, everything comes into order. But you know, the converse of that is also true. When God is not first, everything is out of order. Or we could say it this way, disorder. When we don't put God first, when we don't make him the most important thing, we don't put him preeminent in our life, when he's not the person that's right there in front of everything that we do, then life can begin to get out of order or there can be disorder. Can we stop just for a moment and be real with one another? Maybe some of you, you're, you're, you're thinking, man, that's my life, that there's some disorder, there's some discontent going on in my life right now. And you might just want to take personal inventory and go, maybe that's because, because we haven't put God first in all the areas of our life. Because this verse is very clear. When we put God first and we pursue him, where there's a desire to pursue him and make him first in our home, in our workplace, in our devotional life, in our finances, in every area of our life, then life just has a way of putting itself in order because God begins to move on our behalf. So if everything seems to be out of order in our life, maybe there's an area of our life where God is not first or preeminent or first in the order of importance in our life. And maybe we should take an inventory and say, God, help me to see, is there something going on in my life? You know, there's just something innate in every single one of us. There's just something that, that, that on inside of us that we just naturally want to be or desire to be first. I helped coach a little league team and a travel baseball team for my son, Jackson. And well, there's not much happening right now. So there's not much coaching or playing going on. But when we are able to have practices and everybody on the field, they want to go first. In fact, I was able to go on a field trip with my, my son and, and Jackson. Whenever the teacher would say, all right, line up, there was always this traffic jam at the beginning, right where the teacher was, right where they were saying, line up here. And that traffic jam was because everybody wanted to be 
Everybody wanted to be first. That's our sin nature at work inside of us. When we put ourselves or anything else first, things get out of order, disorder. And when we place God first and everything comes into order, and that's the law of the first, and we see it clearly in this passage. The law of first, now in your notes, if you're following along, the law of first, the first redeems the rest. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the firstborn over all of creation. In fact, Colossians 1.15 says it this way. The son is the image of the invisible God. The son, Jesus, the firstborn over all of creation. And as the first, he was able to redeem us, all of us, because he was the first. The first redeems the rest. The law also states, number two, that the first carries the blessing. The Old Testament, they would bring the first of their crops, the firstborn of their animals, and they would give it to the house of God. This is intended to be an outward sign of a desire that was supposed to be on the inside, that they wanted to keep God first, that they were bringing him the first fruit. They were bringing him the first. They were making God first because they knew that if they put God first, God promised that he would allow the blessings to follow. And the third part of this law states this, that the first place is God at the beginning. Let me illustrate this way. God, God didn't tell the Israelites to wait until they had 10 sheep and then give one. That's how a lot of us tithe. That's how a lot of us live our lives. Oh, wait a minute. It's Sunday. We got to go to church. And so we give God that moment instead of keeping God first in every area of life. Or that's how we tithe with our finances. We're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in church. Now's the time to, to give a little bit or a tenth. But God says, he says, I want the first of your wealth. I want the first. In fact, it says this in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. Then your barns will be overflowing and the vats will brim over with new wine. It's the blessing that follows when we put God first. When we put God first, things begin to happen. Order begins to happen. The blessings of God begin to overtake us. God begins to take care of all of the rest. But seek first God and his kingdom, and then all of these things shall be added unto you as well. You see, the law of the first is saying, God, you are the priority of my life. Your kingdom has full and my full and my undivided attention. And I love you and I desire to show it. And I want everyone around me to know that you are my God because I put you first, first in my life. That's the law of the first. And when I think of this law of first and I'm thinking, well, how can we put God first? I think Jesus made it simple. In Mark eleven twelve, when he was answering the question, what are the greatest, what's the greatest law? He said, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all of your strength. I think if we put God first, it's really just a loving relationship that we have with Jesus where we love him with everything that's within us, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. And the reason why this is so important is because Honestly, if we understand anything about loving God, it's this, is that God longs to love you personally. He longs to love you personally. Listen to Psalm 18, chapter one, verse three. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. 
I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from mine enemies. How many personal pronouns do we find in that? I mean, God is, what, what is happening is the psalmist is saying, I know God personally. God, it loves me, and he is a part of my life and part of my existence. When we love God that way, it's easy to put him first in every area of our life. I think the second thing we, we find about loving God is that God is life's greatest treasure. You know, Scripture talks about seeking gold and silver and having those things, but but really, they, they began to pan, pan in comparison or wane in comparison to knowing God. God is life's greatest treasure and greatest reward. It, it doesn't matter what you have or what you think you lack. God is always there for you. He'll always provide. He always comes through in that midnight hour. He's never late, but he's also rarely early. He's right on time. But I want you to know if you found God, then you found everything that you need. I've traveled the world and I've seen people that have almost nothing, but they have the greatest smile on their face, they have the joy of the Lord in their heart, and they're able to rejoice in each and every day of what God is doing in their life because they have found the greatest of treasures. They found God himself. And they're in a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. You know, I think that's where it all starts when we connect with God through Jesus I want you to know that, that there's something that happens on the inside of kingdom people that we begin to grow, we begin to mature, we begin to, we begin to soar. Do you know that God has designed you to soar? He designed you to soar above the clouds like the wings of the eagles to run and not grow ready to walk and to not faint. You know that you have been equipped and designed and empowered as a son or a daughter of God of the kingdom to possess the spirit of God, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you. There is nothing that we should be afraid of because that spirit, that same, that spirit is not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There is nothing that can overcome us. The greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. That's what, that's the kind of person that we are equipped and designed to be. In fact, the promises of God, every single one of God's promises are yea and amen to them that believe. It takes faith. You're designed to engage with God's word and with God's spirit and with God's person to see every one of those promises fulfilled in your life. That's how you've been equipped. And I want you to soar as we get ready to close this series out. And next week, we're going to have communion together. And I want you to try to get the elements in your home so that you can partake with us next week. But I want us to learn to soar. And soar looks like this. Let's break it down. S stands for this. Seek God first. That's what we've been talking about. Kingdom-minded people seek God first always. You know, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, the church was undergoing all kinds of persecution. But the first thing that the book of Acts, the first thing the early church did was they prayed. The first thing they did was they prayed. Whenever there was trial or tribulation, when anything happened, the first response was, let's go to God. Let's connect with God. What does God have to say about this? They put God first and God always showed up for them. I believe that's the God that we serve. He's rejoicing over you every morning when you wake. He is excited to see you. In fact, God is just waiting for you to, to come alive because he's got new and great things for you to do. He's got tender mercies that he's made new for you every single morning. And we need to seek after God so those mercies, like gifts, can be unwrapped for us in each and every day. So we learn to seek God every day. The O stands for obey God's truth. 
We've got to obey God's word, in other words. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we get into the word of God and it feeds us and it gives us strength. And the best way, once you read the word of God, is just do what it says. If it says give thanksgiving, then take a moment to be thankful and try to be thankful for the rest of that day. If it says to pray, well, then spend a moment praying and maybe pray for some others throughout the day. Whatever the word of God says, obey it. There is always, 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 I said always, a blessing that follows the obedience to God's word. God keeps his word. He's faithful. And we need to learn to be faithful and be found faithful in obeying God's word. The A stands for abide in the spirit. There's so many different ways to do that. And maybe while you're home and you're practicing, practicing self-isolation or you're, you're at home and maybe you're quarantined, maybe your age is requiring you to stay home and not get out and you're ordering food and be delivered. and It's just a new season for us. I just want to encourage you that maybe the Lord, I know God didn't bring this about, but maybe he's going to use it in your life to help you to, to learn some daily disciplines, some spiritual disciplines like like being in the word. And can I encourage you to do this? I think it's so important that you pick a time because easy, it's easy for time to run away with us when we're just at home and we're binge watching our favorite Netflix movie or we're, we're, we're watching our favorite series or, or time just gets away from us. So set a time every day that you can abide in the spirit. And you do that by setting aside time to be in the word of God and let the word of God feed you. Set aside that time to pray and turn off all the electrical device. Turn off your TV and maybe turn on some praise music. That's the third way is entering into God's presence through, through praying and through worshiping. And those of you that are filled with the Spirit, then pray in the Spirit with all that, you know, even though our mind is not in understanding, Scripture says, well, as we pray in the Spirit, the presence of God comes and we're praying the will of God for our circumstance. And I believe that we need to learn to be people who abide in the spirit, abide in the presence of God. And then the last one is R, and it stands for reach out to others. You know, we're, we need to reach out to others. You say, Pastor, I can't, I can't get out of my house. No, no, but you can make a phone call. You can send an email or a text message. And, and maybe even say this, maybe write a note card or a letter. Somebody would love to get one of those. And you know, in this day that we live in, it'd be great to, to get something that's been personalized just for you or send a gift in the mail, you know. But there's different ways that you can reach out. But I want you to reach out to someone. People who soar above, kingdom-minded people, there are other-minded, there are people that, that live to serve other people. They're others-minded. And that's the way you and I must be, because that's the way Jesus was. And when he walked into a, a city and he was the Bible tells us that he was hungry and he was thirsty. But there was a woman at the well that day. And so he just sat down and he ministered to her above his own needs. You know, if we're going to be like Christ, then we're going to have to be others-minded. Where we're going to put the other somebody else's needs above ourselves. And that means reaching out to someone that might be homebound or shut in and saying, hey, we haven't forgot about you. We love you. God is with you. I want to pray with you and let you know God is working and so as we leave here today, I want you to be reminded of this, that we're to, be, we're to soar on the wings of the eagles, that we're above the fray, that we're above this world, that we serve a different kingdom. We're to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto us as well. 
Can I pray this prayer over you that we'll learn to do just that so we can be the people that God has designed us to be? Would you pray with me right where you are? Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you. And I speak life over every person that's watching right now. Lord, you are the author and the perfecter of faith. And you are also the sustainer and giver of life. So I speak life and faith into every person. Would you send the Holy Spirit to encourage them, God, right where they are and whatever they're dealing with. Help us to soar as kingdom-minded people designed, God, to do more than we are currently doing in and of our own selves because it's through the power of God working in us. So I speak, God, that over every person that's listening. And I pray, oh, God, that you would let us to mount up with the wings as the eagles. We would run and not grow weary. We would walk and not faint. The Lord, that literally your word would come to pass in our lives and people around us would be transformed. I thank you for that. And before we leave here today, God, I want to pray for those that might be listening and they don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray right now that they would open up their hearts their hearts have been stirred, and what they're feeling is, is what you call conviction. You're, you're wooing them. You're drawing them to yourself. And I pray, oh God, they'd open their heart for you. You said, if any, man, if any man would open his heart's door to me, you'd come in. And that's what they're feeling. That's what they're sensing, that knock on the door. They're, they're hearing that, on their, and they're feeling that in their own heart. And they simply open their heart by, by saying a prayer and believing and I ask him to pray this prayer. Every one of you say this with me. Say, dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I need you in my life. You are my Lord and my Savior. I commit all that I am to you. Thank you for dying for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, there's going to be a link that you can follow and, and or you can go to our, our app and you can, you can tap on that it says, I, that you are a believer or that you've just made a, a decision. And we'll get some information sent to you right away that will help you grow in faith. I'm so excited you joined us today. We have all kinds of things throughout the week. Don't forget to be with us. But God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm praying for you. Thanks again for joining us today. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to further connect with us here at Faith Chapel, visit us online at faithchapelsd.com or any social media platform at Faith Chapel SD. See you real soon.